Greetings, everyone. This is KYRS 88.1, 92.3 FM, Medical Lake, Spokane. And you're listening to Art Hour. I'm your host, Mike Malsom. And I'm your other host, Eric Woodard. And today, we are pleased to have guests with us. Um, we have uh, Kristen Skinner, who is the new executive director of our Artists in Residence program here in Spokane, the laboratory. And Kristen has brought with her three other guests, some artists in residence um, from different parts of the country and maybe other country as well. Mm -hmm. So um, maybe, Kristen, I'll have you start by uh, just introducing yourself and a little bit about yourself, and then we'll introduce our guests as well. Absolutely. Sounds great. Um, like Mike said, I'm Kristen Skinner. I am the current executive director over at Laboratory. I recently just moved here from Texas to take this position. Uh, while I lived in Texas, I did a lot of art organizing around nonprofits and community building, and I'm just really excited to be part of the Spokane art community. Yeah, and who do, maybe we'll just start here and go clockwise. Who do we have here? Oh, right. So um, we have a couple of artists with us today that are currently um, our artists in residence. Um, all the way down at the end, we have Mick Burson and then Nicole Hochrek. And then uh, next to me, we have Yejong Mutter. And um, so Mick and Nikki are actually both from Texas and Yejong is from Berlin. So it's really exciting. We have a really good mixed bag right now of residents. Awesome. Well, that's good to have uh, people. Uh, it'll be fun to get a different perspective, uh, how, how they view Spokane and the, the art and why they chose Spokane as, in terms of a residency. So, But to start with, maybe, Kristen, just tell us a little bit about what makes the laboratory a little bit unique and what what's kind of the mission for this particular residence. Absolutely. So I think what makes laboratory unique is that we focus on interactivity in art and I feel like when we look at the interactivity of art you take art to another level of inviting in the viewer in different ways than just staring at something on a wall or maybe even just listening to something when you can interact with art I feel like it's um, it's a way to connect the viewer more so than the traditional mediums might be and what got you involved with um, um, this this program here in Spokane coming from Texas? What, right. How did you find out about it? <laughs> right. Um, so that's actually really funny. I was uh, helping out with my residency program at my college in Fort Worth, and uh, I was uh, encouraged to apply by one of my art professors. And I actually got turned down for the laboratory residency <laughs> for the summer session, which is really funny. And uh, just after that, I was just looking around on their social media and saw they were hiring and I have about four to five years of nonprofit work under my belt. I have a lot of organizing under my belt. I planned art shows in Fort Worth uh, with my friends at local bars and other venues. And it just seemed right up my alley. Um, interactive art and promoting communities through art are something that's I, that I'm really passionate about and it's really important to me. And just having this opportunity to work with great artists like the one sitting next to me is just such, it's such a privilege and a blessing, honestly, to see how they grow, how their work comes to fruition, what inspires them, what they're passionate about, and how I can support that. Uh, I can't. I couldn't ask for anything better, honestly. So I'm going to back up and maybe even go back a little bit more to square one. So we've got the laboratory. I'm not exactly sure 
what the laboratory is. I'm not exactly sure what that means to be an artist in residence. When somebody applies, what does that mean? Um, how long are they up here? What does that mean for, I mean, I'm assuming that's, there's a place to stay, there might be a stipend. I mean, I'm just not, I'm not sure that I know exactly what it means to apply to the laboratory and then move up here and do that. So, uh, I mean, if anybody else wants to speak to that, what is, what is that, what does that even mean? Um, so, there's different, there's different websites you can go through to find residencies, and residencies usually they pay for your living and hopefully a stipend, and you move somewhere and you live there for however long. Uh, mine, mine here is one month, and so I'm, I've been living here, and uh, just this one's technology-based one, or media-based, and so I've had to include that in my projects, um, but it's, it's just really just experiencing someone new and making work and seeing what that looks like. Okay. Um, and then are, are there differing le- uh, lengths of residences? Yeah, so I think we all apply with a certain amount of time that we feel we would need for our project. Okay. So I applied for two months to be here. The first half was specifically the technology of it, and then the second half would be the construction of it, it being in a gallery, and then a socially engaged aspect of it. Okay. And is there, I mean, this is going to seem like, well, actually, let me come over to you too. So how long are you here? Well, uh, mine is also one and a half month. And uh, yeah, like, uh, the beginning of my residency here is m- more like um, um, making some interaction mm-hmm. to, um, yeah, uh, make make audience engage in my, in my art. And then the later part will be more like a um, real creation production from the very beginning and then we will make something at the end hopefully now is that the goal to have a product at the end that you hadn't started or maybe one that you had started but is the idea i mean i'm a high school teacher so i always got to think you know is there kind of a deadline at the end where you you have this thing that you're done with or is this something you can be working on and move on and just uh, be here for a month and not be done but have made a lot of progress what's the expectation on that i like how you all look at me (laughs) 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 um so that's a really interesting question i think it really depends on what the original proposal is because Mm. we do get proposals from certain artists that uh, mention this is a project that I've been working on for X amount of time. I would really like to continue working on it because I feel like laboratory's resources could further my project idea. It's always really lo- it's lovely when um, our artists can end with a, a final project, no matter what that may look like. But it's never a necessity, I feel like. you know, I feel like as long as there's a good takeaway on the artist's side and that they've enjoyed their time here, and that it's been a success in their own opinion, I think that that's the most important part. And how many artists do you currently have here? Um, We have four. We're actually getting in another one this evening. Um, He is a returning artist. He's coming in for our open house. Okay. And and so this is obviously, you have to have a place for them to stay. There's a stipend, all this stuff. So how does this get funded? We currently have a foundation that does fund laboratory and um, has been has been the primary funder since its beginning Um, but we are looking at diversifying our funding Um, I'm very lucky to have a 
a really awesome intern right now who has really hit the ground running with helping me rebrand and uh, applying for grants and planning events and helping out with the residents. Um, so that's that's something that we're also looking at as well. And you're all living in the same place right by the Bartlett, right? Oh, well, the residents stay in the Richmond Art Collective building. I don't live there. Oh, okay. <laughs> It'd be nice. It'd be fun. But, you know, work, life, <laughs> balance. <Yeah. laughs> right. So just kind of right above, it's the Richmond Art mm-hmm. Gallery, but it's right next to the Bartlett. How how How's your sleep been with the, uh, <laughs> with the bands playing next to yeah. <laughs> right below? Uh, I mean, Yejong's yeah, definitely yeah, got yeah, it the yeah. worst. Yeah, um, <laughs> well, sometimes my apartment is kind of like vibrating. Vibra- <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, shaky. shakes. I'm, yeah, it's it's like um, just upper side of the band stage, I guess. So mm-hmm. they're playing a lot of uh, yeah instruments down there, and then sometimes the like bass guitar and the drum really makes some <laughs> shake. But well, at least it it uh, stops every time until. Uh, around 11 so yeah. it's pretty fine with yeah. slipping yeah good well and they get some good bands through so right. yeah. you can maybe reframe it as free concerts every oh, night yeah. <laughs> sometimes i have some like inspiration or some sort of like um i i start to composing something because of this like um Aww. music you know very like a uh, ground music foundation is coming up and then i could feel like i have some melody in my mind <laughs> oh that's really cool yeah, yeah. So uh, maybe we um, Mick start with you, kind of specifically. What's your project and or proposal that you made that you're going to start working on here? Yeah. Um, so the stuff that I usually make, I usually paint walls, and it's usually pretty flat, and um, there's not a whole lot of technology or media uh, involved. And so with when I approach like visual making visual things, I'm just like, okay, what what would I like to see, and then that's what I make. And so with this, it was like, what would I like to hear? And so I, what I've built in this window is um, a bunch of train cars that are stacked and they're covered with like a bunch of different materials. So they're pretty thick. It kind of looks like oil paint almost on them. And so I made that and then I, had, I got a CB radio and I tuned into the railroads here. And so I'm installing speakers on the glass. Um, and so you can just hear what's going on in the train yards here. Oh, interesting. Yeah. How'd, how'd you come up with that idea? Is that something you got from your hometown, you know, with the trains coming through? I love trains. Through? Yeah, I love trains. And then I came here and I was like, I think I was like on a pasta aisle in the grocery store. And I looked out the window and I saw like two different lines of trains going by. And I was just like, that's just amazing. You know, you <laughs> could be in the middle of the grocery store and still see trains. Um, and so I was just like, I, I felt like it was like a nice moment where I could really indulge in celebrating trains. Because I, really I love trains. Oh, so. so when you're finished with a project like that, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you're going to show it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Now, you take that with you. You have a showing here in town. You do it at Richmond Art Collective. You have a show somewhere else. How does that – I mean, how – kind of uh, that's, the question is for all of you, how does that work, but also specifically for your work, yeah. how does like that work? Like where does it go? Yeah. Yeah. Um, this one, I'm going to have a show in Albuquerque, New Mexico, because mm. I lived there for a while. And so after this one, this one's going to be up for a month, and then we're going to ship it to Albuquerque. And I'm going to show it there, but just tune into their train yard rather than Spokane. <laughs> right. Yeah. CBs don't travel that far. No, they right? don't. Yeah. I oh, just wanted ahead. to chime in real quick. So we are partnering with Window Dressing for the summer oh. session. So Mick's piece 
is actually going to be in a window on North Monroe uh, at the Alpine Bakery that's right across the street from Charlie's on North Monroe. Um, and I'll kind of let Nikki talk about her project, but her uh, she's having a live performance. Oh, cool. And it's going to be in the same window. So. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that will be this Saturday. It's going to be an all-day performance. So we'll be starting at 9 a.m. Um, it's with a local Rowan here, and we'll have sewing machines, and we're kind of toying with the idea of declarations of healing, the right and the left brain, the emotional and the rational. Um, and this was something that I kind of took up as, as an opportunity. I got really lucky when I came here. I was originally going to be a part of window dressing and the Colva Sullivan Gallery opened up and I was very happy to, to accept that. So my show came down on the 31st of August, but I had a month long show there. It was an installation. Um, it used real time air quality data to change a light display. So you could visibly see um, the quality there. Yeah, and I stopped by and saw that, and you had a calendar of each day's air quality in the windows right there. Yes. And you had a perfect little frame for that, too, with the way the windows worked yeah, out. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was really nice. Thank you. Uh-huh. And how about you? What what are you working on? So uh, my project that I proposed was, uh, it is called uh, Digital Life. And then uh, Johannes, my partner, and I were thinking of... Um, different dimension than now we're living in so I used to work with uh, considering um, two different dimension com- coming together like uh, like virtual reality and then reality coming together so you can physically touch what you are seeing in the virtual reality and then now in this like a digital life I we are also planning to to visualize what we cannot see in our life but we but but it still exists there, such as let's think about the Wi-Fi. What will Wi-Fi look like? It's all around our life, right? And then this microphone also have this digital signal from here to there, and then you can hear our voice. And these all, all things can be a creature, something that we can like we can see through our project. And then yeah, that is uh, what we are proposing and then what we are making here. That sounds oh, interesting. All of them do. Yeah, no kidding. I'd be curious to know. And so Mick and Nicole, did you guys come at the same time to Spokane? We did. Yeah, we did. S- and how long ago was that? Uh, we came July fifth, right after fireworks. Oh, okay. So <laughs> yeah. I was just curious to see what do you Crazy. what do you think of Spokane and um, how's that similar or different to uh, from Texas, the town where you're from? Uh, I really enjoy Spokane. I I spent some time. I grew up in Waco. Spent some time in Denton, in like Fort Worth area, and then Albuquerque. And it feels like maybe the climate of Albuquerque, but the infrastructure of Fort Worth, oh. with like the concrete. I like the concrete here a lot. Very cool. Cool. Yeah, I really enjoyed Spokane. I think it has a lot to do with the people here. Um, but I yeah, I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Geez, Kristen, you're from uh, Texas as well. Yeah. Um, how's, how's, how's it been going? You know, it's uh, it's really lovely up here. I mean, I had never been to Washington before I moved up here. I definitely had never been to Spokane. Um, 
it's really beautiful. I, I love the downtown. I love that where I live, I can walk to a waterfall on the river. I mean, that's that's pretty beautiful and pretty crazy. And I never thought that I'd live in a city like that, honestly. I mean, you look at Fort Worth and we have a river running through it, but it's definitely not as pretty as Spokane is. And honestly, the community has been so receptive and so welcoming and supportive. And it's just been really nice. It's a really good community here. And Zhang, you're probably from the furthest away, or at least at one time you're from Berlin or had done a stay in Berlin before you came here, correct? Yes, yeah, I I was in Berlin. Is this like a culture shock for you? (laughs) 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 Well, well, it's very different, different Mm -hmm. vibe here. And then, uh, uh, but um, most of the time, well, well, honestly, we traveled before California, and then we really enjoyed the nature in California. And then we have, I mean, Johannes and I haven't been Washington before. And then when I came here, I was kind of like teasing him that ah, you should have come here. Because <laughs> 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 uh, in the morning, I ran around the river, and it was so great to see the all the green parts with uh, walking some pathways and then... It, it was really nice to walk in some like I can feel the nature in in the middle of the town mm. in the middle of downtown and then mm. it was so great to yeah have different kind of um, landscape in one city well you being in California before this makes me wonder a question I have for all of you so it just seems a little odd that you would come up here for a month I mean that seems like you're kind of putting your life on hold <laughs> um, and I mean, I, I envision there are some other possibilities. I mean, maybe this is something where you kind of live that peripatetic life where you go from place to place. You go where the art takes you. Um, I mean, you might have all of you. I mean, the question's for all of you, but you might have a place where, you, you know, you use your home base and you're kind of going out to things like this maybe once or twice a year. So, I mean, I'm always fascinated by artists who, I mean, this is a huge disruption to any way of life to, to, to come here. And to what extent is this, you know, a part of your life or to what extent is this kind of a uh, just a a little foray away from your life? Yeah. Well, (laughs) I mean, I'm sorry. That's such a big question. That's that's a great question. I think Um, Nikki and I are partners. Okay. And so we've been we've just been living this life for about eight months or nine months. Now, when you say living this life, do you mean you're kind of now you're no home base, no home base. And are you looking for? Play, uh, things like this in other cities is that what you're yeah, doing we mm-hmm. were we were in portugal we were living in portugal for f- she was there five months i was there the last three and then we came here um and i went to denver to do a residency and then i came back here to do this one and then yeah we just have um we just projects we just do projects and residencies and well, i don't know i'm we, down we, for home we base, follow we follow opportunities at least right now mm-hmm. so this was kind of like very timely in the line of like one thing finishes the next thing mm-hmm. hopefully there's something there yeah so, so when you go online you you um, you can go on into um, research what places around the world have residencies right and then uh, in that as you dig a little deeper there's a, probably a little bit of a description of what each place has to offer so what was it about Spokane that 
interested you to come to Spokane from so far away? Maybe, Zhang, start with you. Well, yeah, for me, I didn't know much about Spokane, but uh, I just saw the name of laboratory and then it was so fascinated already. Like, um, yeah, my theme was very similar to what they're offering and then what they're having in their theme. And then that made me already think about applying to instead of thinking of where it is or which part of the world. I mean, it's not just uh, America. It's It can be Asia, it can be Europe, it can be America. But uh, for me, the main, the, the, the most important thing is uh, what they're what they're expecting from me and then uh, what I can do in this great opportunity yeah so yeah. <laughs> yeah I think that's how it is for most people I think you're really just looking for it's not like a a place where you go for a vacation you know it's like really about the program what they have to offer what you can offer and that kind of symbiotic relationship um, so I think it's always a real surprise when you if you haven't been there before, you finally get there and you're like, wow, okay, I'm taking it in. So I know you're in the middle of this and you're kind of saying the universe <laughs> will guide us. And, and I, you know, I get that. I, I really admire that. I think that's really cool. It's just saying, uh, let's just figure out what our next step is when that comes along. Uh, is there uh, an idea of how long you want to do this or are you just kind of in the middle of it? And I guess kind of in the, in the bigger question, is there some place that you're thinking that you would like to and I, I don't even mean someplace I guess what's what what do you see as the place you want to be where where do you want this to take you there's a there, you're on a journey and you're going to be off the journey at some point probably uh, what is how you know you're at the end of that journey I think uh, for me in order to go to Portugal I had to drop out of grad school mm. and so I I'm really excited to be applying December, January, February, um, to go back and finish that. So I think for us, at least we'll have a home base for a while because I'll be, I won't be applying to residencies. I'll be able to work there for a while and, and do yeah. some things, but it probably for him, you'll be. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll probably, I mean, I'll definitely have a home base. I finished grad school and then I went to Portugal. Um, so since then I haven't really had a home base, but it's, um, I travel a lot for painting. I paint, paint walls, so I'm constantly going places. So a home base would be great, but also it's just like, like I know that sometimes the times like now are more stressful because there's not really a whole lot of like, um, stability, even, even financially just with the projects and how they come. But I, I feel like that like this, this time is going to be important when I'm older and I'll be like, wow, I'm glad that I didn't, um, make that portion of my life about make make decisions based on money at that time you know well absolutely like and, the experience yeah, and, there. and i'm a high school teacher and i give yeah. a bunch of high school students bad advice like that <laughs> you know i say what yeah. when you look back 20 years from now which are you going to regret not doing yeah. you know is it going to college when you don't know what you want to study or is it you know taking a backpacking trip through europe and you know i say don't tell your parents i said that <laughs> but <laughs> you know <laughs> That's probably what you should be doing, because when you're my age, you're not going to be able to do stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. so yeah. I mean, that was yeah. kind of I'm I'm maybe projecting into that, but that was kind of your philosophy. I got to do it now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Let's take a quick break here. Um, um, 
Art Hour receives support from South Perry Pizza, featuring rotating local artists and serving hand-tossed artisan pizza, beer, and wine. That's at 1011 South Perry Street and online at southperrypizzaspokane.com. Starting September 5th, um, KYRS is going to be starting a week of fundraising. So a little blurb on that. Uh, Thin Air Community Radio fills needs that other media do not, providing programming to verse programming to diverse communities and unserved and underserved groups. Thin Air Radio provides a forum for neglected perspectives and discussions on important local, national, and global issues reflecting values of social, economic, environmental justice, peace, human rights, democracy, multiculturalism, freedom of expression, and social change. We couldn't survive without uh, donations. So I will just say um, the way you can do that is text give KYRS to 44321. Yeah, I, recently we had some stuff go out on our tower and it cost us $1,500. And, you know, that doesn't seem like a lot when you're a big multinational clear channel radio type thing. Can I say clear channel radio yeah. on KYRS? Yeah. Okay. Is that like saying Beetlejuice three times? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, we, we just, we're kind of on a shoestring budget. And so if you like what you're listening to, uh, I mean, five bucks, 10 bucks, whatever you can spare, uh, you know, you're not listening to ads except for us begging for money. So uh, five, 10 bucks would, could actually go a long way. That's right. And the uh, annual membership, if you want to purchase one of those, is $36 a year, which basically is $3 a month. So give or text give KYRS to 44321. Um, it is, in fact, I think the budget after our last meeting is thinner than a shoestring budget. I don't know what that <laughs> would be, but um, we do need your donations. So anything that you have would be much appreciated. So, angel hair pasta. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's about it's how. It's an angel hair yeah, pasta. Yeah. It's a delicious uh, gap, too. <laughs> angel hair pasta. Uh, I, have, I have a question. So um, so how many, how many applications do you get? Because this is kind of a rotating thing where, where people are coming in and going out kind of at, at random intervals, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have a, a fresh set coming in and then a fresh set coming out. It's, it's just a little bit here and there, right? Yeah. So they come in. Um, are you the decision maker or is there <laughs> some sort of, oh, you laugh. Okay. <laughs> maybe not. Maker. No, <laughs> no, definitely not. I, I couldn't do that alone. That's, that's, that's uh, too much for one person, I think. Um, so for this round, for the summer residence, that's technically the one that I applied to be in myself. So I didn't jury that one. Does that make sense? So um, the board and some other folks juried um, Nikki, Nikki's and Mix essentially, um, well as I got to jury the fall. So, because that's when I was in the position. So, um, it's really exciting. I was uh, actually in Japan at the time of the jurying. So they had to. I had to wake up at like 4 a.m. Um, in Japan to Skype in Chatham and uh, two past residents, and I think one other person. I can't really remember. And we just we juried uh, all the applications that we had gone through, and I think that there was about 36 of them for the fall. Wow. So it was Jeez. it was intense and it was really hard because there was ones that were like, 
well, we really like this one. We really like this one. Well, they want to come at the same time and there's not enough room, you know? So, um, and our current deadline is about to end on September 7th and they just keep rolling in. Hmm. They just keep coming in. And I, I already sat down um, a few days ago and started trying to like figure out which ones like would be my personal choice. Um, and it, it, I couldn't. I, I couldn't, we have such strong applications that I it was very hard. So we have a jurying team together right now. They're gonna meet um, on the 12th. We're gonna uh, go through, they'll get the applications beforehand, but we're gonna go through our favorites and then kind of figure out what's the best fit for laboratory and go from there. Hmm. So that's, that's we'll see. <laughs> how, how many programs like this, residencies, are there uh, around the country and around the world? I mean, are, are they pretty common or are they kind of hard to come by? I, I'd say that there's a lot. I think the uniqueness of laboratory is that we offer a $200 stipend for mm. U.S. residents, but there's a lot of residencies. I mean, you guys would know better than I would. I mean, there's ones that you have to pay to go to. There's ones that will pay you to go. Um, there's ones that have living, that don't have living, that have stipends, that don't have stipends. So there's like a lot of weeding out in the mix. Um, so this is a really great residency in the sense of what it's able to provide so then I would assume that's why you get a lot of applications yeah. because it's such a desirable residency. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's great that, uh, well, you, <coughs> you provide a place to stay and, and a stipend on top of that. I'm sure that uh, plays a little bit of uh, decision-making. And free concerts. Yeah. Don't and free those. concerts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You might have to change your sleep schedule a little bit. But um, So one of the things I'm really interested about is that, I mean, Part of the uniqueness, or at least it seems to me, that's a little bit different with this residency is the type of art you're promoting is interactive art, correct? So that brings in a whole new dynamic of thinking in terms of what you're going to integrate and, and I think, you know, growing up in a digital world and um, world of 3D and artificial intelligence and all kinds of things that, are, that we didn't have. 20 years ago and thinking about that I imagine that causes a whole different kind of thinking and problem solving in terms of how you would approach that um, at least that's what I'm speculating so um, Zhang is that would that ring true to you yeah that's why you all need to come to open house and then see what's going on <laughs> uh, when is the open house let's just give it a plug yeah. now we'll do it at the yeah. end of the show too but when yes. is the open house <laughs> house is going to be this Friday at 7 p.m. and we will go until about 10. We'll have um, artist talks intermittently throughout the evening and there will be interactive art and information about laboratory uh, through projections, videos, interactivity all throughout our residency. And that is, what's the location? Oh it's going to be at the Richmond Art Collective building on the second third floor and in the courtyard. We have snacks and wine provided by Brandywine and we'll have live music by Katie Fisher. And that's right by the Bartlett, obviously. It's above the right Bartlett. Right above yep, the Bartlett. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I would just be curious to know, um, as an artist, um, what this this particular project um, has this is this unique to you relative to the art you've done prior to this, or did it fit into something you already were doing? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely. Like I have like a, the same aesthetic. It looks like something that that I would make. Um, we were in, I'm going to guess to say Ireland maybe, we might have been in Dublin, and we I saw this piece at a museum, <coughs> excuse me, and it had, it had a radio inside the painting, and just to think that like somebody so long ago made this thing and then put that radio 
seems like it can capture this moment of time while still like while still existing in this moment you know it's just so old but it 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 always stays relevant because it just has this radio you know that's always going and i love that i thought that that was amazing and so um i yeah i used that idea i wanted something that could uh could differ by the location that you set it up in you know it's different just because wherever wherever you um program or wherever you plug into um so that and yeah and just just something to celebrate trains well and and what i like about that too is i mean you can say that being here influenced what you did that Mm -hmm. this wasn't something you came necessarily uh with a preconceived Mm -hmm. idea that you said oh wow i saw something here and that affected it changed what i did now i have a question for you because our air quality can get pretty sketchy in the summer was that project that you did at uh, Colva Sullivan Gallery was that something that was already kind of on your radar to think about doing or did you get here see our poor air quality and decide that you were going to do something interactive with that yeah I applied with a project that I I had kind of I I had made a smaller version of it so in Denton Denton Texas is also infamous for very poor air quality um and so I had that piece exist, but I was just taking daily measurements and changing it myself um, through an app. Okay. Um, and so applying to this residency, taking into account the season, specifically the heat, because it reacts with particulate mm-hmm. matter, making it more problematic, yeah. um, not fully understanding the realm of fire season here. Right, so that was something that was really... And this wasn't even a bad fire season. It wasn't, <laughs> yeah. I was just curious what that whole thing would have looked like had we had... Oh, my gosh. A, uh, ...an August like we've had like four of the last It would be five. like, that's not art, that's all the same color. So terrible. We couldn't see if we even walked in the, right. the Culver oh Gallery. You know, I would be yeah. like, yeah. That's so crazy. did you find that, that anything here being here affected the, the work that you were doing, that it uh, altered it? in any way or changed how you executed it? Well, every time we make decisions and then every time it alters a bit. Um, well, yeah, first uh, I came here, I was having specific kind of like plan. And then uh, we, well, I, I am a bit flexible. And then the residency also give us a flexible choice. So yeah, we always um, negotiate what to do next and then know what kind of a schedule we need to yeah, um, set up and then things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, of course, uh, the theme is still there, the concept is there. And then uh, I began with uh, some research about the digital organism and the artificial life and then all the things. So we are moving toward the end. but. Uh, yeah, it's it's all always happening like mm. that, I guess. So uh, you're going back to graduate school, uh, Nicole, in you say fall. F- in the fall. Yeah. Next, obviously, next mm-hmm. fall. So, do you know where you're going next? No, no, I don't. I'm like in the. Pro- I mean, I have like some ideas in my head. Um, of course, like either being able to work in the university or full funding fellowship is of a certain priority um, so I have some options but I it's it's an exciting process oh absolutely yeah. I mean I think some people could see that as terrifying but oh. I think it's just kind of I, I want to go back you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and so how I'm about excited. you do you know where you're going next 
I'm going to Albuquerque for a little bit. Oh, that's right. You're going yeah. to Albuquerque. And it's going to be, your piece is going to be here for a month and then there for a month. Yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah. I'm going to do a project down there and then have a show down there. And then um, I have some family getting married. So there's just like places that I can go. <laughs> 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 uh, sounds so cool. <laughs> well, as artists, I wonder, uh, I'd be curious to know just uh, as a general question, but uh, like uh, what inspired you to, to, you know, choose this life and this world of creativity. And was it somebody that inspired you, or were you always had a bent for that? Um, and probably just go around, but I'll start with you. Um, I see. That's what I kind of wonder sometimes. I wonder, like, like the way that I end up living. It seems it's just not quite normal. So you're just like, <laughs> I, I, I just wonder if this is just the way that I learned it, or the way that I. I thought other people were doing it and then you're just like here and you're like oh wow like this is what I've chosen of course it's what I've chosen it's the only thing I do but then you just have to like navigate the adult world while still just doing what you want to be doing yeah just just decided to do that were you doing art you know like in school um, did you have you know were you surrounded by artists or is this something that you just kind of in your DNA so to speak yeah I um, no one in my family is an artist. I used to paint freight trains. That's what I grew up doing in Waco. And so after that, then I started doing public walls for people. I got you. And then from there, it just kind of uh, just became everything. Yeah. So. I uh, initially started in a research-based discipline. I got a bachelor's in geography. And although I was really excited about what I was learning, I was having a hard time... Um, fully understanding I'm a visual person I also have dyslexia so text-based learning as a dominant form of how we communicate uh, is really limiting for me or challenging I should say um, and during I mean I graduated I had some time our community in Denton was trying to ban fracking and so we are a pretty big art and music community and uh, puppets for the planet is started off as educational but then became a satirical performance where we would parody cabaret songs talking about the issues our community was facing and saw how successful that was and kind of decided to move to a visual language talking about these same issues but um, using a different vocabulary oh, yeah. um, I don't know that is a really hard question because I, I really can't pinpoint the moment where I was like, oh, art is really important in my life and it really has shaped me to be the person I am today. Um, I guess I would chalk it up to a, l a lot of traveling that I've done specifically by myself. Um, I've, I've done a, a little bit of long-term travel in Europe for about three months by myself and I saw a completely different world. I was really young, I was like 22 when I went over there by myself and coming from a more like rural area in Texas and then like seeing that kind of culture of like Spain and France and Croatia and even Berlin. I mean, it's just, it really opens your eyes up to the possibility of like, it doesn't just have to be so black and white. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I just, I just think it's so important too. And I've also, I've really loved being able to connect community and art because I think it is a great 
way to bring people together through any issues or any you know any sort of thing so. well and, and when you said it doesn't have to be so black and white i was thinking back to what mick said you know you said uh, the way i'm living is not normal i mean you didn't quite say it that way yeah. but um I mean, we grow up thinking that there is a black and white mm-hmm. as what's normal and what's right. not. And then you get older and you're like, wow, we're all just making our own decisions, man. There is no normal, <laughs> you know. So and the fact that you're just saying deliberately, that's what I want to do. I mean, that's pretty cool. And I think a lot of us, you know, we're, we're not as deliberate about that. A lot of our decisions are made for us. Mm-hmm. And you've chosen to, to live a life where you're saying, I'm, I'm going to make as many decisions as I can for myself. So I think that's what you're talking about, too, yeah. where you say it's not black and white. This isn't it was it seemed the world seemed laid out for me it seemed like it was pretty clear and then you look and you go there are a lot of different ways to live and you just shake it up as much as you yeah, can yeah <laughs> yeah which is i mean it's you're always probably writing the the it sure would be nice to you know know what's next but at the same Absolutely. time it's so exciting to not kind of know what's next it's never so. boring it's right never right boring. exactly there you go <laughs> you said it so much better than i could have said it right on yeah Yes. When did like I interrupted the flow. Yeah. The, uh, what what inspired you uh, into the world of art? Um, oh, well, um, the the most um, significant I- uh, inspiration was uh, my mind. Like I just. Uh, followed my mind after I've been working in some companies agencies before and then I realized I'm not this kind of person and then I wanted to do what I wanted to do so I changed my mind and then I came to a college to get a master degree in art and then very interestingly uh, very interestingly I after I graduated uh, my yeah college I started to think about having another study actually so i i am doing psychology study with the with art creation so i am kind of having those two all together and now i'm having research part and then the art part but also the great thing is now nowadays there are a lot of different opportunities i now i'm having a workshop with oxford and then this um um neuroscientists asked me to create an art for their um, project which is about the Parkinson so it was very great chance for me to think about the the psychological part which is also around the neuroscience part and then uh, I could combine my research into Parkinson and then Parkinson brings the art and then these kind of uh, things just happen and then more than just uh, my own inspiration all these things are already happening and then I can just go and take part in and then yeah it's it's very good to yeah well even as you're talking about that you mentioned that you started studying psychology and I think you know the high school teacher in me is like well what do you want to do with psychology Mm -hmm. Uh, and so did you just start studying it so you could integrate it into your art or was there uh, is that really the only reason you started studying psychology yeah so uh, while I was creating something and then in in the art school I could see what artists are thinking is very different from what scientists are thinking about the artist or the art creation or whatever they are talking about and then I wanted to really reveal what what sort of um, what the artist brain is Mm. what we are really thinking what we are pursuing and then I wanted to I I don't know whether I can really represent the whole artist but uh, at least I can I can show what kind of 
uh, yeah, what what my brain is working at, and then what kind of uh, yeah, what what kind of difference I have in my brain. I wanted to talk about that, and then I started to see what others are thinking, and then that is how I start my study in psychology, and then also neuroscience. It's all about the brain, and then I really want to see what the creativity is coming mm-hmm. out. As a, as an artist, not as a designer, not as a scientist, or not as a mathematician or something. Yeah, as an artist, I wanted to say what artistic creativity is, and yeah, that that's how I that's driven. Eric and I talk about about that a lot, and we always are interested in about process and the creative process. And we thought, well, maybe there's a general trend, but we're finding it's very individual as well as a lot of overlap. But it's always interesting to me to think of the thinking that goes into that. Um, what what makes you the most uh, creative? I mean, what kind of environment do you have to have for your process to work best for you, uh, Mick? Yeah, um, I I I, don't, I just follow my instinct a lot. So it's just it's just really just showing up. Um, there's not a whole lot of pre-planning. Even when I paint walls, I try not to plan them out if I don't have to. And then I think that there's just this moment of making that I'm, I'm able to get into. And it's just like a muscle, you know. If you exercise it, you can, it just it's stronger, you know. And I just practice it a lot. And so it's just this zone that I go in where I make things that, that I feel are important. Um, and, and kind of like kind of like mimic society it's someone it, it okay so in my own mind i guess this is what i hope um that it, it kind of is has a feel of stand-up to it maybe um to where it like comments and makes fun of society mm-hmm. while still mm-hmm. being in society um but so yeah i use a lot of found objects but it's just very just showing up and, and just the act of making mm-hmm. that gets yeah. it done yeah Nicole, you... Uh, yeah, so... Usually I'm talking about something that's important or that I feel like uh, could benefit from having ho- holding conversations. And so it's a lot of research. Um, and then that kind of transforms into my own way of understanding it. And that lends itself to many versions of itself as it kind of progresses through. So let me ask you a question. So it sounds like the the process of the creation itself is kind of where you find it. Mm -hmm. And then you mentioned the research. Mm -hmm. So would you say it's more about the before the process, getting ready for it, that is kind of the the part that makes you feel alive? Yeah, That's interesting. I mean, I feel pretty Mm -hmm. alive through all of it. Right, right. but yeah, that's where it starts, and and that's where it gets exciting. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. again, we probably made you forget the question. <laughs> and I, I've forgotten the question. I think I did too. I was curious about you. I think what sparked it was your uh, interest in the psychology of understanding what um, artists th- are thinking from a psychological standpoint to be creative, and is are there. I mean, it's an interesting study. I mean, I think people talk about it all the time, you know, creativity. Is it something you can learn? Is it a, is it an iterative process? Does it require lots of practice? I mean, there's, I think there's a lots of entry points on that but in terms of the psychology. But what we have found is there's a lot of 
diversity in it, but yet there's some commonality. I mean, I think practice and some of that stuff is one of those things you have to do it. You have to show up, like you were saying. But um, for you, Jean, do you agree, or what? What have you found so far in your? So to, to reiterate, you're asking about her process. What yes. does her process yeah. look like? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, uh, well, uh, as uh, they mentioned before, I also travel a lot. Uh, I go here and there, and then actually we don't really have a um, homey home. So whenever uh, I change the environment, I kind of get very fresh air, fresh mood, and then I kind of get some new idea. And then in my case, I put a note uh, like uh, I do sketch I do uh, uh, like a uh, put a note on my note and then uh, or iPad or a physical like a uh, note board or whatever and then uh, later somehow like it pops up and af- after a while it, it's also about the creativity normal creativity how it comes out like once you have some goal you have something and then after a while you forget about it and then it comes out again that is how the very like a great thing about our brain i think and then the, when you are forgetting you can have the idea which is more improved and then uh, you can get more like a better idea at that time you kind of combine this idea and then that idea all together and then in my case my partner and I talk a lot about these ideas and then we toss each other I have this idea and then the, he developed more and then I developed more and we, we kind of uh, make some pro- progress on top of it and then the, we realize okay we need to really make it happen and then that's how we bring the the real project to residencies or oppor- any other opportunity and then yeah it's it's um yeah that that is uh, how we work and then uh, that is i think uh, how i kind of manage my creative creativity i love that because i i also believe that too that forgetting part Mm -hmm. i mean it's not necessarily forgetting but you're letting your unconscious mind work on it yes and our default mode network is so active in our brain that when we're not thinking about something we're doing a ton of work that we're just not aware of so i i really uh, think that's a huge part of the process is just saying can i set this aside for a while and that's where those aha moments come from i mean why the cliche of getting an idea in the shower it's because you're not working Mm -hmm. your brain's doing something else and you go aha I've got an idea yeah so uh, what I think is unconsciousness is giving us uh, all the information and then when we are opening to the unconsciousness in the shower or in some moment like uh, when you are walking or Mm -hmm. sometimes our unconscious brain is um, kind of uh, it it got awakened and then it gives you some sort of uh, notice that uh, there is something in your mind and then I really love that moment and then what I think is uh, as an artist we always have uh, some sort of our passion in creation and then that makes m- makes uh, myself uh, having more and more idea in normal life like uh, my brain always al- already know that uh, knows that uh, I want more idea I want to make something more I want this more tomorrow I want this more today yeah, so uh, my brain is already having some goal, 
its own, and then、uh, I think that makes me having more and more idea in the normal life. I think. Yeah, and well, and what I found too is you do the work and you work as far as you can go. A lot of people wait for inspiration from their、mm-hmm. unconscious mind, but they haven't done the work first. You know,、yeah. so you do the work, you have that goal, you think where you want to go, and then you say, okay, I'm at a point where I can leave it alone for a bit, and then yeah, no, I th- I think that's that's wonderful. All right, we've got、um, a few minutes left. One of the things that I'm interested in, just personally, I think people who are listening might be interested in too. Uh, I mean, these are interactive. These are obviously you ha- kind of have to go to these places.、Uh, are there places that people can find or see the work that you've done previously? I mean, obviously, I will l- surely remind them to come to the open house and all that other stuff. <laughs> but、um, some of the stuff that you've done not in town, where where can people see that?、Um, Website, <coughs> yeah, just yeah. social media, pretty much. And where would they find you on social media?、Um, at Instagram, I'm Mick. Burson, so M I C K B U R S O N. B U R S O N. Okay. And then websites the same, pretty much all. Okay. My, my website's my name Nicole Holkrek N I C O L E C H O C H R E K dot com, and then my Instagram handle is Forkex, the number four F O U R K E X. Okay. Yeah. yeah. In my case, I close all my social media. I'm sorry, but. <laughs> <laughs> But、uh, I still have my website, yejong.com, y-e-j-e-o-n-g.com, and、uh, I also need to warn you first that、uh, interaction doesn't really work in a website. Sometimes, right, right. like,、uh, yeah, it, in my website, I can show you that、uh, what I like,、uh, what my project was like in a VR. But you cannot really see inside, so it's it can be a bit different. It's a it's poor facsimile of the real thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's really better to really come right, right. to the space and there. Yeah, which is perfect. I, is there a place in town? Do you have anything scheduled where people can come see what you're working on? Oh、uh, well, I, you mean here?、Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah,、well, in the residency laboratory residency, which is a two two eight West Sprague two two eight West Sprague. So the open house is there. So、yeah. it's、yeah. at the and, and you'll have your work there at the open house coming up.、Yes. Oh, okay, great. And your work will be at the、mm-hmm. open house. Yeah. And、we'll、your work will be at the open house.、Mm-hmm. Oh. We'll be doing artist talks that evening,、oh, yeah. and we'll also have little bits of full pieces and. Um, Ye Jung's full piece will be there. Oh, I didn't realize all your full pieces would be there. Oh, no, that's exciting. Not all oh, of our not full pieces. Okay, There's okay. like past、yeah. residents that they、oh, have documentation、okay. of them as well. Okay.、So、we're going to have past interviews being、mm-hmm. showcased. We're going to have、um, a video we made about laboratory that our RA, Jesse, has been working really hard on. And、um, yeah, we're really excited about it. All of it starts at 7 p.m., and、um, the last talk will end around 10. So, what's the address again? 228 West Sprague. Um, it's right next door to Spaceman Coffee, and there'll be a sign out.、So、and does the does the laboratory have its own website as well, or Facebook page、Absolutely. and all that? So our Instagram is Laboratory Residency, and our website is LaboratorySpokane.com. Well, that sounds great. Well,、yeah. the we've had this radio show since January,、yeah. and、uh, the best part of the radio show has been being inspired by artists like you. I mean, I'm not, I'm not even. Wouldn't even put myself in the same category, but I mean, we all are trying to do our art, and the fact that you are、uh, doing what you're doing,、uh, committing to it.、Um, Committing to the life of creativity and just doing whatever it takes to do that. I just, I, I've really been inspired by our conversation, and I thank you for coming in and sharing that with you. And I look forward to seeing you on Friday. 
Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks again. And uh, listeners, again, this is KYRS 88.1, 92.3, Medical Lake Spokane. And this is Art Hour. And we'll see you next week. Adios.